0: Um, make it better and that this doesn't happen or as much they uh, have implemented these batteries uh, which are the normal tesla batteries i think they were repurposed partly um, but mostly uh, new batteries as well um and they calculated essentially the damage cost um uh, in comparison if they had uh, outages and stuff like that because that's the the power that is being essentially given into the system is quite expensive still, but they sell it for a a little bit more, Tesla themselves, because um, both the local jurisdictions and the Australian government didn't need to pay for any of the infrastructure that they put in place on that specific spot. Of course, the other infrastructure is on their note. It's essentially the same what they did with um, uh, all the hurricanes and stuff, which happened in like um, uh, America and of course also in Asia. Because if you look at, for example, um, uh, sea protection, of course the Dutch are really r- well well known for this. We had one big flood, and after that we said no more. Um, and if you then look at the amount of damages that happen and that have could be prevented, uh, then of course if you put something in place and and take that uh, preventative uh, measure, essentially the lost uh, revenue or the lost uh, in, in in capital for infrastructure or whatever uh, that could be seen as a big well saving for both insurance and of course also the country itself because if infrastructure gets damaged who's going to pay for it it's going to be the government so indirectly also the citizens and the companies within that uh, nation itself
1: Uh, I'm going to hijack you there, Red. So actually it's a good question, but also um, the the stream has sort of officially started just to get everyone up because we kind of started. No, no, no. It was a really good question. I mean, the question was for anyone that is sort of viewing all all four of you over there on YouTube, um, you know, like what's sort of the deal with Tesla and then the uh, big project that they had in South Australia came up. And that was something that's somewhat close to home. I mean, I live in Sydney. Uh, I don't live in Adelaide, but uh, I was sort of, uh, I mean, I know it's anecdotal, but uh, I used to, do, uh, I used to work in a company that had like locations all over Australia, and one of them was in Adelaide, uh, and they had huge storms come through, just sort of like Chicken was talking about, and it cut out their power grid, uh, and effectively it meant that the entire city of Adelaide, which is not a tiny city, it's not a huge city, but it's a, you know, it's a decent metropolitan area. Um, was just sort of ground to a halt. You know, they had to close the stores down, no shops were open, you know, all of these sort of payments and stuff like this is electronic these days. You know, gas stations weren't working. It was pretty much like chaos. It was kind of just, you know, go home, light some candles and we'll try and fix this. But Tesla put in a big infrastructure project with their new battery systems uh, to give the the power grid in in South Australia, where Adelaide is, uh, you know, a little bit more reliability. And and so far it's been a pretty, pretty impressive project Um, But let's jump into the questions. Um, Reverse Spectrum on the YouTube uh, live stream asked, was the Christmas crash a global thing or just the ASX? Uh, The ASX is the Australian Stock Exchange, uh, or sorry, Australian Securities Exchange. Uh, No, no, it was a a global thing. It was actually primarily an American thing. Um, That's why I focus on the American market so heavily in the video. Definitely the NASDAQ and the uh, um, the S&P 500 were very, very heavily affected. Pretty Uh,
2: much every single stock market in the world is pretty much linked with the NASDAQ and everything in New York. The entire world economy literally orbits around it. It's
0: the most important, yeah.
2: Even though, surprisingly enough, the American economy itself is the least jacked into the whole supply chain. It's pretty strange.
1: Yeah and it just oh. tends to be a general indicator of um you know overall the world economy like the you know the world economy the the, the, U- the US is kind of like the, the bedrock the default kind of economy in and amongst that um, I and- know
2: but like the, the thing, just think about that there's only a couple other countries that in an economic perspective interact with the world less and that's Brazil and places remote as Burundi
1: uh, in, in what sense, sorry? Uh, like in terms of a I supply think it's in chain? In terms
2: of uh, the amount of their economy reliant upon foreign trade.
1: Right. Okay. Well, um, I mean, that's probably a bit of a misnomer because th- a few things to take away from that. America's economy, especially its domestic market, is extremely powerful uh, and extremely large when compared to, let's say, an economy like Australia, uh, which means just by default, because its domestic market is so large. Uh, its foreign trade market would be um, you know, a smaller percentage of, even if it is much more powerful and influential. Um, the other thing to consider is the American economy has a lot of companies uh, that are international companies. When you think of companies like Apple, Amazon, Google, Facebook, Tesla, uh, Microsoft, uh, you know, even, even big ones that are sort of located that are a bit older and sort of a bit more boring. Um, They're not just American companies, they are companies that operate worldwide and do have supply chains worldwide, so I don't think it's necessarily fair to say, oh well look, you know, their percentage of foreign uh, trade to GDP is small, so uh, obviously you know, they're kind of isolated and they don't have any effect on the world and the world doesn't have any effect on them. Um, I think I understand where you're sort of coming from and it seems a little bit funny, but uh, you know, America is is hugely influential on the world economy, and the world economy, wide by default, is also hugely influential uh, on the American economy. Uh, another good question that came through the YouTube live stream: Why don't seasonal increases in profits, such as during the holiday season, bump up stock prices? Uh, So this is an interesting question, and again, I mean, it's it's kind of drawing the line between finance and economics, but uh, I think it's interesting, and and certainly it it ultimately comes down to supply and demand, uh, and also speculation. So if I'm a stock investor, I know that December has Christmas in it. I just know that that's going to come around. I know that if I'm investing in, let's say, a a retail firm, um, that I can expect that that retail firm is going to have higher revenues in the month of December than it is going to have in pretty much any other month during the year um but it's easy to anticipate that so it's already preempted into the price itself so if i'm buying something like uh i don't know what's a what's a retail chain in in america i actually don't know i would say something like
3: walmart oh,
1: pff, uh, of course walmart duh. uh probably should have known that silly me um, oh, target yeah, yeah, Walmart, Target, so Walmart's not huge in Australia, but Target, then you know, there you go. Well, let's use Walmart as an example. Everyone knows Walmart. So if I'm investing in Walmart, I know that, yeah, their revenue during December is going to be higher than any other time in the year. So if I'm investing in July, I sort of go, oh, okay, well, I know that, you know, looking at an, uh, an annual kind of revenue basis, I can expect something higher in December. So it's preempted. People already expect it, so there's no surprise. It's already factored into the price. What doesn't get factored into the price is their, you know, quarterly reports for the Christmas period. So if they say that we've had, oh fuck, you know, it was a really terrible Christmas. You know, everyone was saving money. No one really wanted to buy gifts and stuff. And we sold massively under what we were expecting to. That will affect the price. Same thing is true in reverse. So if we have a really fantastic Christmas, we you know doubled our revenue targets or something obscene like that, uh, the stock price will massively increase. Uh, but certainly uh, stock prices for something that is as simple and as predictable as revenue during the Christmas period, it's already factored into the price. Um, so I hope that kind of makes sense. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, Cactus Puncher123 has been really trying to get my attention. Um, Yes, sorry. Um, Is there a way to simplify welfare? A lot of poor people complain welfare is too complex and can be improved. Well, uh, massively off topic, uh, but certainly I I do believe so. Uh, It's one of those difficult things where, you know, we've looked at videos uh, and we've explored topics like universal basic income with Andrew Yang uh, before where he just sort of said, uh, we'll keep it as simple as You know, everyone in the economy gets $1,000 a month no matter what, no matter if you're a millionaire CEO, no matter if you're a homeless person, you get $1,000, you get $1,000, everyone gets $1,000. That is certainly very, very simple, um, but it also has unintended consequences. Of course, you know, a lot of people very rightly sort of said, well, what the hell does this mean for inflation? Um, And it would mean that, yeah, the general price level of things would probably rise. Uh, which means Uh, that the people that are depending on this one thousand dollars may be left behind the people that get it just as a just as an extra the other thing um to consider is you know welfare at the moment uh is complicated because in a sense it has to facilitate uh, the needs of people that rely on it without facilitating exploitation Uh, so you know obviously if you're a single individual um, who's living on welfare, your requirements are less than, let's say, a single mother that has seven children. Now I know there's a social argument around whether a single mother should be allowed to have seven children and live on welfare. I don't want to get into that, but um, from a simple functionality point of view, that single mother needs more money than an individual would, uh, which is the start of you know, something where it's okay, well it gets a little bit more complicated. And then there are other things like people that are transitioning back into work. Let's say they picked up a casual job. Uh, they're working two or three days a week. They're getting a little bit of money, but not nearly enough to live on just yet. Um, you know, obviously, you need to factor in for that. You can't cut them off from their um, welfare because then they'll will say, oh, okay, I'll just quit the job because otherwise I'm not going to have enough to live on. Uh, and you can't sort of give them the same. Otherwise, they'll just stick to that and they'll never want to uh, move up towards full time work. Uh, so it's all about the
3: welfare trap.
1: The welfare trap. Yeah. So there are okay. uh, lots of considerations there. And ultimately, it comes down to. Uh, in, in many senses, it kind of has to be a little bit complicated and there's lots of proof and requirements involved to justify what you actually genuinely need uh, to stop people taking advantage of it. Uh, and there's also, you know, systems in place to make sure that they have a smooth transition back into work because uh, the welfare trap is something that's really, really so, important.
2: Uh, um, in simplified form, not really.
1: In simplified form, I think if there was an easy solution, I don't see a reason as to why some country somewhere wouldn't have implemented it. Uh, It's one of those things where, you know, you start off with something really simple. Okay, someone, uh, you know, in Australia, it's called new start allowance. Okay, if you're an individual, you get $270 a week, and that should be enough to, you're not going to live a good life at all, but it should be enough to to basically live on. Oh, okay, cool. Well, what happens if someone's if someone's a student, and you know, what happens if someone's got a a son or a daughter, or what happens if someone has a disabled son or daughter, or what happens if someone is disabled, or what happens if they live in a high cost of living area? What happens if they do volunteer work? What happens? There's so many considerations that you have to factor into, that a simple idea starts to become very complicated when you take into account, you know, human needs.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I would also like to add another point on that because um, and that's more of the other side where the government gets their money from taxation often taxation can be made very easy um, just a percentage of your I- income income is defined by this done however why is this not the case because uh, many different groups have either tax breaks tax cuts tax credits all that kind of stuff and that's because they to want to too.
2: because they want to enable or pr- that not enable, but like they they want to encourage or discourage a certain action.
0: Well, certain I would di- argue differently because why is there, for example, not that much consideration for like teens and such? Why? Because they don't vote often within yes. politics as well. Uh, these things are deliberately made difficult in order to have a certain uh, I... uh, side effect in uh, terms of that. But let's not go too much into the politics debate. Uh, because and ex- exactly what uh, E also said, uh, everybody is special in that sense with their uh, environment, with their, their 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 needs. Meaning, can you make one thing for everybody, or does everybody need specialized care in that ca- case? So it's a really big debate uh, in in politics at the moment.
3: Um, I would just add a little something to it, just a little bit. Uh, think about farming subsidies. Those are only a thing in nations where farmers are deciding what. Every nation where farmers don't matter doesn't have farmer subsidies. That's but, Not yeah.
0: really, but it, it it is a very key factor. I know that in some economies, yeah.
1: Um, cactus Puncher 123 I do actually plan to get back to all of your questions because they are not necessarily to do with the video but they are really actually really good questions um, and sorry it's just sometimes these things get a little bit derailed and I actually want to derail it a little bit um, uh, myself uh, so for people that are sort of viewers of the channel or have been on these Q&A sessions or just sort of know me uh, generally you'll know I'm, uh, I'm like a Keynesian economist and I tend to be more left-leaning with my um, views on on things like welfare and and taxation and things of that nature, uh, which which actually puts me head to head with a lot of the uh, you know similarly very very smart and intelligent people on this server that uh, we've had really good conversations about. Um, but the reason I bring this up is uh, I also work in in an industry where I look at you know the financials of of clients and, and I do a lot of work with with people of that nature. Um, and of course I can't you know divulge anything too specific, but in Australia. Uh, there are lots and lots. Of, we have a very, very complicated welfare system. There are lots and lots of benefits that people uh, can be on, uh, and and one of the big ones is a family tax benefit, which isn't necessarily a tax break per se for for individuals. Uh, it's a payment for the government for people that have children, uh, but are on sort of lower incomes. Now, I, um, you know, did work in you know, let's just call it you know family X, the Smiths. All right, I did work for with with the Smiths, and, and it was a single income household. Um, you know, the, the gentleman from the household worked, and he earned about sixty thousand Australian dollars a year, which is roughly the equivalent of let's say forty five thousand American. Um, so not a very you know high income, but but you know probably about average. Nothing terrible, nothing to write home about. Uh, but he had um, a wife, a perfectly able bodied wife, no disabilities or anything like that, uh, and four children. Now the four children were also, um, you know, able-bodied, no disabilities or anything like that. That that meant that they, you know, couldn't go to school normally or, or daycare or anything like that. Um, but he was receiving from the government uh, close to sixty thousand dollars tax-free uh, on top of his regular income, as well as getting tax concessions and. Uh, the the female like the female uh, the the mother of the household was receiving something like you know ten thousand dollars in in government duties so effectively they were on a sort of a hundred and thirty thousand dollar a year income um, and because of tax concessions and things like that it was almost the equivalent of them earning one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year because that sixty thousand that they got from the government wasn't taxed um, and that was and that puts them in sort of like a, a higher income range for for a household. Uh, especially you know in the area that they were which was more rural it was outside major cities so my question to, to you guys and I sort of actually kind of hand it back because I'm interested to hear your thoughts you know what, what are your thoughts on that I mean that's a uniquely Australian thing because of all of the kind of benefits that, that they were able to kind of string together to, to get to this crazy number um, but yeah I mean a family that's you know generally low-income you know single applicant employed um but he's earning well and truly above um, the household average just because they have lots and lots of children and were able to take advantage of lots and lots of government hold on
2: so he's getting more money from the government than he
0: is from working
1: he is
4: welcome to australia
0: honestly this kind of systems we have in the netherlands as well um i don't know if it is that crazy as you're telling me but in my opinion that's a terrible system I'm I guessing, mean,
2: yeah. I'm I guessing mean, because they live in a rural area, the cost of living is, is thus lower, so they can actually save a lot more. So I'm guessing that's uh, part of the reason why the effects are so, what would you say,
1: severe. multiplied? Oh, yeah, I mean, it, like, for example, if he, if he was living in Sydney, um, like I do, $150,000 a year is still for a household pretty good. Um, obviously, for a family of six, you know, you would go pretty quickly. Uh, but where he was living, um, it was a, you know, sort of regional area. And you're absolutely right, that would put them way, way, way at the top of, um, you know, their their sort of particular area. And it was just by virtue of them having lots of children, uh, lots of children, very low income. Well,
5: this gentleman would have to pay for those children, their education, their food, their clothes. So doesn't that like justify the, the government spending more money for them?
3: No, because education is free in Australia, as as far as I remember. So it's the government paying for their education of their parents. Yeah, and, and what you...
5: about what, a, what about others like other things like clothes, like food and yeah. stuff like that? It's all oh,
1: extremely uh, cheap. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean that that is a consideration. <laughs> Australia is an expensive place. Uh, and as I sort of said if you were um, living in Sydney, for example, where you know, houses are ridiculous, we played a game on this where I sort of made everyone guess how much um, you know, a house was worth and they all sort of were off by multiple millions of dollars. Uh, yeah, that $150,000 would not go very far. But when you're talking about, you know, being in, in some country town somewhere, uh, cost of living, you know, it's, it's very similar to, let's say, uh, uh, you know, Midwestern kind of rural town in, in the United States. Pretty low cost of living. Um, so the family tax benefit is kind of designed for families living in major capital cities. Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, Perth, which are very, very expensive. So it means when you have instances like this, holy crap, you know, they're able to put pretty much all of that money away. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, it's, it's a big consideration, you know, and I'm always sort of in favor of, you know, more generous handouts, making sure people are taken care of. But i got to be honest, I was looking through this. I was like, holy crap, what, you, what am I doing? I just go pop out a few kids, live in the middle of nowhere and like kick back. I mean, Jesus, this guy works part-time. It.
3: Man's pulling
1: the system. The yeah. thing
3: about uh, the housing, you said. I mean, are there no initiatives for high-density urban housing in Australia, or is everybody just a big name over right there?
2: Well, in Anglo countries, there's a huge emphasis on home ownership, so that. I mean, you can own of, an apartment.
3: A... Yes, but we're talking about a home, like a house. Did we have ninety-six percent. Uh, Ownership rate right here in my country and they are mostly apartment. They own the apartment
1: Yeah, I mean I I, I don't want to get into that whole housing thing because that's a that's a completely different discussion and we have a few more questions to answer so um, Yeah, I mean, I, I just wanted to bring that up. Maybe it was just a, a platform to vent on so thank you for listening to A <laughs> uh, Quick question. You, What's your opinion on the new Star Wars movie? I have not seen it um, Which is ter- f- for love of God if anyone ruins it for me, I will ban you forever but I will say i'm a huge oh, star to don't do it don't do not do it um I,
3: it the okay All
1: the right.
3: only
0: thing i heard in that sentence is challenge accepted
1: oh god <laughs> uh, but uh but uh i mean the general consensus of people is that uh, it's already been ruined so um you know it's uh that uh, you know not a huge sort of deal um but uh yeah i mean i'm a huge fan of star wars i kind of grew up with star wars i like the original trilogy obviously i really really you know kind of grew up i guess with the the prequels and i know they're kind of hated on uh and i've really really enjoyed um the spin-off movies so like solo uh and rogue one i think they were the the, the apples of the the new disney franchise but my god the new trilogy god awful absolutely terrible just, just garbage uh, so you heard it here first. Anyway, next question. Uh, I'm going to go back to one of um, Cactus Puncher one two three. So for someone called Cactus Puncher, uh, he actually has incredibly intelligible and astute questions. So I just want to scroll up and have a look at those. Uh, I'm not going to answer all of them, but please uh, keep them in mind for next time because they are all really good questions and they're all super loaded. But we just don't have time uh, now. But we have plenty of Q and A sessions, so twice a week. Um, all right, how can America fix the debt? Oh, my God. Uh, well, look if, look, if I knew that, I would legitimately be the richest, most influential man in the entire world. Um, I mean, tax more and spend less, I guess. Um, that's probably going to cost... That's literally
2: all you can do. And plus, it's not just a problem of government debt. The entire economy itself is inundated with
4: it. How debt, personal...
2: corporate debt.
4: My personal um, explanation for that is America going to war so they can forget about their debt problem. Yeah,
1: I mean... uh, Well,
2: that's like the government. Sure, the national government side, yeah, that would explain it. But on a state level, on a family household level, on a corporate level, this has been going on far longer than the interventions in Iraq and Afghanistan.
4: This has been going on since the 80s. I People thought the majority debt problem was with um, university students, to be honest. like they That's always a newer drop. issue. That's
0: a newer the, issue. Yeah, yeah. That's a newer issue. It, it, it's actually oh, it really funny to see with, uh, especially America, how ingrained debt is to their culture. If you look in, for example, Netherlands, Germany, and stuff like that, they look at debt essentially a, a way in order to either, uh, well, er, make something earlier possible or something that they need for a longer duration, but essentially debt is used for almost everything in in well in america and that is not necessarily a bad thing but you need to understand that over the longer duration of time if you well lend money it's gonna cost you money simple as that the cost of uh, time preference um and and that's quite quite funny to see and honestly with the um, especially with the debt as uh, the well the invisible taxation uh, inflation of course um is is growing every year or is happening every year meaning if they are wisely doing with their cash and decrease their spending relatively I- every year so that they can cope with that that doesn't need to be a massive issue over a longer duration of time the um,
2: problem uh, the problem
0: with C-bit, that is back that noise, background noise please is Thank you.
2: that the um the previous administration were it was was gradually de- decreasing the deficit the one problem that the trump administration did was they went full ham on uh, essentially was stimulus by jacking down the interest rates again or by purposely keeping them lower and doing tax breaks which of course increased the deficit uh well. now of course in the short term this would cause increased economic growth or sustaining uh, the growth rate, but uh, this will probably I can imagine this will probably burn out within a couple of years. Well, honestly, Obama
0: has been the one person that has almost quadrupled the debt of of the United States, so I don't know where you get the smaller deficits from, so, but yeah, okay. I feel
4: like what I'm about to say
2: could be relevant, but I don't know. It's, it could, it's yeah. the fact that uh, most of the debt held by the U.S. government is owned is debt to people within the U.S. Yeah,
4: All yeah and this is also to its own citizens. Okay, let's domestic. Domestic. <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> companies and uh,
1: citizens. I'm really nervous now because I can hear it. Uh, I can hear this devolving. So we're going to move on to a different question. But I mean, um, sure. c- certainly, look. I, I think um, how to solve the the U.S. debt crisis. It, it's really a rock and a hard place. If they increase spending, as if the, if they decrease spending and increase taxation, the economy will suffer. That is contractionary fiscal policy. It sort of slows an economy down, which they don't want. Uh, if they keep on doing this, of course, the debt's going to rise and rise. Which Um, eventually leads to a point where, you know, they're having to pay back that interest and it will affect future growth. Um, So it's a little bit of a difficult one. I think the big thing to take away here is certainly um, government debt and to a lesser extent their private sector debt uh, is actually not super alarming. They are sort of the reserve currency of the world and they have a lot of industries and a lot of businesses that do... um, Business worldwide uh, to the sense where their their private and government debt isn't super concerning to a lot of people um, realistically it's just one of those things that's okay it looks scary on paper but uh, in terms of like things that could be an issue that's really not it Um, you know things like uh, student debt where it's you know in individuals uh, that's probably more of a concern than than the large government debt figure um, just because it has the impact of further down the line, you know, affecting people's ability to buy things like People houses, to, to buy cars. Seriously and seriously consu-
2: worried about uh, a new lost generation being developed.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, how are you supposed to buy a car or contribute to the economy, be a good little consumer if, you know, half your yes, paycheck at the end of the... the...
0: Third world war and declared neutrality. That's what oh, you mean.
1: Simple solved. I don't even know why I'm here. Yeah, um, man, the world destroys itself, and you help rebuild it, and you get all the money. That that's uh, easy. Oh god. Would America and then, drive himself
4: into a recession again? Uh, well, oh I don't man, think man, don't that... even go to war. Just revert to tribalism. Oh
1: my. Um, and oh then my l- god. the last question Done. I'm going to answer because it's actually an interesting one and one I, to be honest, haven't really thought about is: Can government save money through military, as uh, using the military as construction workers? Um, So that is certainly uh, an interesting question I think the big thing to take away there is yes I guess they could I mean effectively they're using labor that they have spare from military bases and and certainly there are a lot of military personnel in the United States Um, but I think it would probably require a lot of training a lot of people don't realize the level of expertise you need to be to be a construction worker that wouldn't necessarily overlap with let's say uh, majority of the military enlisted people uh, that would be you know make up infantry and and services and then so um potentially but the other thing to consider is even if it was possible even if let's say um you know standard infantry men or and women uh were able to be trained to be construction workers um you are also taking away jobs from from other contractors and things like that maybe it saves the government money but it would probably have a pretty negative effect on the economy i don't i wouldn't really see the benefit to be honest um, to be I, honest,
2: I think that, that, the econ- that the economy needs to be... I think a lot of the economy in the U.S. is actually formed either somewhat connected or directly connected to the government and its contractors. And to be honest, even though short-term, it'd probably t- be a hit. Um, honestly, in the long term, I think that'd be a good thing, too. That, that's basically what North, North Korea do like with the military. They make them... Contra- the construction work, or almost
4: like that, they do. Our biggest workforce in Australia here is um, actually McDonald's. That's our biggest employer in Australia.
1: Is it actually McDonald's? I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not yeah. surprised, but uh, yeah, it makes sense because I mean, obviously, it's a large institution that requires a lot of manpower. I think in America, it's like in the, Walmart, isn't it? It's still, Walmart. yeah, it's Walmart. Yeah.
4: Uh, I mean, there's three McDonald's here where I live right now,
1: here in um, Kiama, which is south of Wollongong. there's three here already. There you go. Well, actually, I had legitimately never thought of that, but it it makes sense that it would be McDonald's. I can't think of a... Like, we don't really have Walmart as, like, a super dominant, you know, chain. We have a lot of um, grocery stores and, like, they're all under larger groups. Uh, like West Farmers and Woolworths Group, but uh, they're not sort of all under the yep. same brand name, so I guess, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Isn't that interesting? All right, so Von Crum has a, an excellent question. Question for EE. E. Should I buy land in Bendigo to grow weed as weed and the sale of weed is slowly being legalized? I could get ahead of the curve and start selling in speculation that it would be decriminalized before I get caught. <laughs> uh, keep in um, mind, I don't know how to grow anything and I hate going outside. Um, Von Krumm. Just uh, do it, some, mate.
2: Up, so I got some updated thing on it. Actually, no, it's the Department of Defense. It's the largest employer
1: in Australia. Okay. Well, that also in America. Nice. Oh, in America. Okay. Oh, in America. Yep.
2: Yeah. yeah it's uh, actually uh, the biggest employer in the world with 3.2 million employees. The PLA in China comes next, then Walmart,
5: then McDonald's. Oh,
6: right. Actually, the uh, Russia's, uh, defense was uh, at around three million.
5: Uh, I that thought the BLA had more men than the American military. I don't more know. Me- more.
2: This is up till 2010,
1: so... Oh, okay. Yeah, it yeah. could have changed. It could, could have changed. So I, it, I have
5: a question for EE. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so, uh, countries have militaries, right? So, America has a huge military force. So, uh, there, there are benefits that America gets from its military. like. It uh, the America could use its military to get political favors and economic favors from other countries, but also the military takes away resources that could be used elsewhere. So, do you think that the military as a whole uh, is is it giving a net positive, uh, net positive to the economy, or a net negative impact? Uh, does it have a net negative impact on the economy as a whole? Like.
1: Um, so that's a really, really, really tough question, and it depends on what frame of reference you put at it. When you're talking about you know balancing a budget, it's of course a negative. It's an expense uh, to 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 have all of those people employed um, to a, a, you're not building infrastructure or anything with it. you're effectively putting it into things that go all
2: those super carriers.
1: Yeah, um of course, I mean, if you're looking at it from that lens, it's a pretty simple question to answer. Uh, my opinion is, is even in instances like uh, the United States, which often people are quite critical of the military of the United States, because it's, you know, they spend 10 times as much as, they're all, all, all nine countries on the list combined, you know, all of which are allies, or some some metric like that. Um, and yeah, in a sense that does seem obscene, but there's a lot that comes out of it. We've just seen right there, the you know the defense force of the United States is the largest employer in the world. That's a lot of people that you know might otherwise not be getting vocational training that might not otherwise be employed that might not otherwise be sort of contributing to skills that they'll later go on to benefit society um you not know if to it...
2: mention uh all the uh economic activity that they've spared the rest of the world from doing not being tied up in defense spending
1: yeah so whether that's a positive for america or a negative i'd say that kind of gets lost in the wash Um, But there's also, you know, a lot to be said about... I was
2: thinking about, like, world economy, but sorry.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, well certainly, yeah, for the world economy, sure. And I think America, Uh... for for a lot of the criticism, is a very stabilising force. Uh, You know, having that sort of there means that people are less prone to go and blow shit up just to steal their neighbor's resources and things like that. Uh, Because for a lot of times, you know, people give America crap for being the world police, but I would rather them be the world police than than a lot of other nations on earth. Uh, And I think for a lot of, in in a certain sense, they also have that kind of mentality that we're here to promote business, we're here to to become wealthier, uh, we're here to build stable industry around the world. And that's certainly been a force for good.
6: I mean, also the the American military did a lot of good with inventions. It invented penicillin, canned foods, a bunch of other stuff, jetpacks, also. So I mean, it's not <laughs> like it's just a waste of money just holding stuff like a, a boat in an ocean just waiting for some war to happen. There's a lot of great stuff that comes out of it. So there we it, go. Uh,
1: okay. yeah, so. no, they they've made jetpacks. It's economic plus. There's there's no there's no arguments against it. There you go. Jetpacks jet are mine.
6: Obviously, computers, and GPS, and the internet.
1: Obviously. No, 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 no jetpacks. That's that's all of that. Matters. I think
6: it's just not
0: an efficient organization because it's government funded and government run. So just privatize it.
1: Oh, oh God.
3: No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. The private
6: military.
3: Oh, Holy. No. Guy.
2: Oh, I could. I'm
6: not really sure. About yes, that. Do
3: this.
2: Okay. Okay, if the American military was privatized, they would actively try to instigate co- conflicts all over the world so they'd have a justification for people paying for their services. No, I mean,
0: they do that already; they just restrained.
1: Yeah, I mean, they—they yeah. certainly. If pro- they were paid private. for keeping peace and not. No, but it's I'm saying private militias.
2: Steroids. I'm like, No, uh, just uh, what we need. If they were
0: paid to, they're paid to keep peace and not to wage war. Alright, right, so do.
2: here, think of the crimes committed they by. PMCs like black water. Now imagine something the size of the U.S. military getting away with that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Nervous laughter. Uh, I'm in danger. The
3: thing I wanted to ask before I, it, it 2000- I, I,
1: was,
6: I, I just found out that the U.S. military invented tampons and maxi pads.
1: No. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> With that out of the way, uh, on to someone else had a question and then we're going to get on to Cactus Punch's last question And then I am going to go to bed because it's like 2am here So someone said I actually had a question and then they got talked over uh, Yes
3: yeah,
1: yeah, it was Franty, yes, so go uh, ahead, franty. Are you
3: planning on doing a video about the Chinese influence on, on the Australian markets in, in that video? Uh,
1: look, I mean the impacts of China on the Australian market, I think have ultimately been you know, relatively positive. And I think China is sort of bad reputation, a bit of a big boogeyman. Um, and I think there has been videos made uh, on the political influence of China in Australia. Uh, I'm not sure who did that, but it was one of the sort of educational YouTubers. And I think they did quite a sort of fair, balanced assessment of it, really that I probably couldn't add that much to, uh, even ignoring the fact that I try to avoid politics as a sort of a general rule um i am of course doing sort of more follow-up videos on on china um especially sort of china in the, the the 1900s which is going to be a very 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 big video um but in terms of like you know their their influence um i, I don't know i think that'll probably be a video for the third because series in China.
3: In china
1: what I mean. right economic influence Well, i mean look i mean you know, and for australia for example it's been pretty positive. I mean, we've got a lot of industries that we've sort of built up due to Chinese influence. We are probably wouldn't be as wealthy as we are without the influence of China, you know, buying up our resources and, and homes and, and what have you. Uh, now a lot of people get angry it because, you know, they're, they're taking our jobs and they're taking our homes and they're taking our businesses. But um, I think overall uh, it's been positive, but I mean, I don't really have much more to add beyond that. Uh, now and C- they're also making jobs and making businesses as well. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um-
2: if I was Just remember, who... what can be giveth can be taketh away.
6: Thanks, Moses. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, hi. Does someone else have a question? Because then I'm going to answer cactus punches and then I'm sleepy time for me. Did you have a good Christmas? I had a f- very, very good Christmas, actually. Um, So I uh, got fat. Uh, that was the sort of main driver <laughs> of, of what happened. Uh, my partner cooked a delicious delicious turkey uh which was amazing we also had kfc for breakfast um and we have plenty of leftovers but uh yeah but i mean it was just just uh, herself and, and, and me and, and our tiny little rodent sized dog uh, with his big fat turkey and all, like a million side dishes plus a bucket of KFC for breakfast. Um, so yeah, we got pretty fat and then kind of just went into a food coma for the rest of the day. So yeah, all in all, uh, you know, pretty much day well spent and I did enjoy. Hope you guys also had a... Oh, that's, right that's
2: an absolute win.
1: Absolute sure win. win. You're
2: playing Eve yesterday as well, I think.
1: Uh, so yeah, economy, yeah economic,
2: what kind of economic system Rome yeah. had? <laughs> Economics,
4: explain. Um, I think everyone would agree with me. You should do a room tour one day. <laughs> cool. That's uh, kind of creepy. Uh, don't, don't do that. Don't do that.
2: People
3: yeah.
4: yeah. will dox you
1: for that. Nah,
0: Look out! It's you. a trap. No.
4: Oh, I
1: didn't way. think of it. I didn't think of it that way. It's like, yes, yeah, we can see his face slowly like uh, revealed in some second off this video, like shining off his, like, I don't know, mirror somewhere, and we figured out exactly who he I is, his social security number. This
0: already has been a, quite an interesting thing, because he made a picture of the silver play button, and he was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to share it, and he told me. Well, I quickly needed to make a new one because my face was reflecting in it, so we almost got a, a, a dox of himself, so.
1: Yeah, I almost did so, an, 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 no, okay, an accidental face reveal. Yeah, <laughs> I, I promised <laughs> if I got to a one million play button, then I would face reveal and, on that.
3: I'm telling you, two years, two years, and you will have to go. Like
1: ah. Given a long enough time, every YouTuber will accidentally dox themselves.
0: Ah. That is true.
1: Yes,
6: think Google already doxed you, bro.
1: Uh, I'd like Flag
6: to suck a bulbs aren't dead cheating with your <laughs> data.
1: <laughs> I would like no, to yeah. uh I would like You're to um yeah, get, see someone do like a, a floor plan. It's like, I have some doing the route Tour. It's like, oh, yes, this is a two by three meter floor plan. We know that he lives somewhere in Sydney. We're going to look up all known apartments <laughs> to, to find something that matches this exact. Or oh, he's in this building, obviously on this level, based on the, the angle of the sun. Yeah, that that, that requires some uh, 4chan level. Uh, uh, some stuff on yeah. Yeah. 4chan. I recommend 4chan
0: for that because
1: honestly, they are
0: bad shit crazy. They will do that. If anybody is interested in own... that, look uh, look up Internet Historian. He has a couple of videos on on people who doxing themselves, essentially. Quite oh funny. Also, hey, also is... on Stagula, yeah. in his flag, which is hilarious. <laughs>
6: okay, how would how we actually do that? And then, best case scenario, you end up on um, Internet Historian. Worst case scenario, some <laughs> dude is trying to break into your house. I mean,
0: <sighs> let's not do that. That's Love. not a very good idea. Let's yeah. answer
2: Cactus
1: Punchers question. Okay, Cactus Punchers question. Then, then at bedtime. Um. So, uh, what is Africa's potential within the 150 to 100 years, and should America invest in Africa? Um. I mean, we've explored African countries, specifically the Democratic Republic of the Congo, before on this channel, uh, and I think, um, look, I mean, they do have potential. Uh. Even by virtue of their natural resources, they are—they should be very, very, very wealthy nations. Uh, it's just unfortunately, they've been plagued by a lot of conflict, a lot of corruption, a lot of instability, which means that no one really wants to invest in the country uh, countries because they don't know what the hell's going to happen. So you know, let's—you said should America invest in Africa? Well, should anyone invest in Africa? Regardless of what kind of natural resource wealth they have, I wouldn't feel comfortable putting any of my money in Africa because I have no way of knowing if someone's A, going to even recognize my rights to the assets that I've claimed there with my purchase, B, if it's not going to be taken away in some coup, even if it is recognized, Uh, and C, if I'm going to be able to get any kind of productive labor to do anything with it or if there's going to be any problems with it. Uh, No one feels comfortable in in sort of doing business with these kind of nations because they have that sort of huge instability because, you know, people don't have confidence in them. Um, now, if they turn so, that around and they say There sort of... are, are alternatives, like investing in um, sovereign bonds, that could be an alternative to directly investing in individual companies because... Yeah, but the the, the oh. same the same the same thing is kind of true though. You know, will these come? come yeah. You know, if, if if it's let's say it's a sovereign bond of the Democratic Republic of the Congo, and then you know that whole nation gets overthrown and it's now the People's Democratic Republic of the Congo, um, will these bonds even be recognized? It's like, uh, yeah, well, you know what? I'd rather just go invest somewhere else. Um, now if they turn that around, so you know the the African Union that's a huge step forward. I think it kind of got brushed under the rug, you know, um, that kind of uniting force where they come together and they, you know, agreed to do trade, they probably agree to do business and they have a common uh, benefit of, you know, mutually looking after each other rather than just shooting at each other with AK-47s. That can yeah, we be have really, the, really productive. One of the,
6: I, think, I, think it's, I think it's the world's largest free trade area now on earth. And most of the African countries have joined. Uh, it was a few months ago, but yeah, we have zero tariffs. We can just trade whatever we want to. <laughs>
1: And that's huge, yeah. because now and suddenly... we're looking
6: on a Africa passport, so we can just walk
1: wherever. Yeah, because look, I mean, let, let, let's take it down to the most basic level. Hate is, is a very strong emotion, and I think a lot of it is a lot of rivalries, a lot of bitter conflicts, a lot of tribal warfare that's kind sort of hung over into the modern age. Um, But I think what's more powerful is greed Uh, and if people sort of say, well, look, you know, I can shoot at my neighbor or I can get rich with my neighbor, you know, I'd rather get rich with my neighbor. And I think liberating people to to do that, opening up trade borders uh, and getting people doing business is a really, really effective way of stopping them shooting each other. You know, look at Europe, you know, everyone today agrees that Europe's a really safe, stable place. Uh, but you know, just you know, hundred years ago, it wasn't like that. You know, every sort of five years they'd start a war with one another. Uh, because of the European Union and uh, you know, a lot of the trade uh, agreements that they have there, it's you know people have sort of agreed to coexist. And and obviously now it's a very very stable place that you know, doesn't doesn't have any internal conflicts at all.
5: The African Union needs a good currency name. The Afro is a terrible name for a
6: currency. So they're actually the looking Afro. to move towards cryptocurrency, uh, creating a stable oh, yeah. coin, an African stable coin. Yeah,
5: because Don't it helps with... <laughs> so, um, so, uh, so, uh, there's What this, about the African
2: Federation idea? That's so a
5: really this, good uh, idea. So, I, I have a question, like, uh, there's this economic model called the Solo model, which says that uh, less developed countries would develop faster with uh, higher growth rates, uh, the solo model, and... Uh, so, if a, if a nation grows faster, And if I invest in that nation, wouldn't that extra return from the higher growth rate offset the political instability of that country?
1: Uh, Well, that's a risk. That's a risk return uh, calculation. You know, the the extra sort of returns from, let's say a faster growing nation offset the risk. Maybe, maybe not, you know, maybe I'd rather invest in a smaller nation that's growing, but has sort of a, a history of being sort of maybe a little bit more peaceful, a little bit more benign. Anyway, that is, Absolutely all I have time for tonight. Please continue the discussion amongst yourselves. Um, I hope you really had a great Christmas, everyone, and happy holidays uh, in the meantime. Um, sorry, I have to go to bed. I actually still have to work tomorrow. Can you believe it? Um, so the holidays are over you for mean,
4: me. Today It's 1.30.
1: Yeah, I have to go to work today. I actually have to get up in about five hours, but uh, great discussion as always, guys. Thanks for coming along and joining. And thanks for everyone over on the YouTube stream as well. Uh, I hope uh, this has sort of been entertaining, if not at least educating. See you guys. Bye.
4: Bye.